Welcome to the Tree My Dog Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Tree My Dog Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm David. How are y'all this evening? I'm doing all right, David. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, welcome back, buddy. Yeah. Long not, time no talk to. Oh, we talked. Oh, we did We did talk, don't we? So, um, so we got a couple of announcements to make right off the bat before we get into what we've been up to. Um, so the youth hunt, Arkansas State UKC youth hunt this weekend, uh, October 7th. Everything starts at 3, training contest, squalling contest, water race, bench show, night hunt. Uh, Clarksville, Arkansas. Um, it's a great club to hunt out of. Uh, the water race has been changed to a UKC sanctioned water race. So mm-hmm. that means it's hounds only. Uh, UKC registered hounds only. Um, that's probably going to make some people mad. But the UKC stepped up and done that. Uh, so that there's that. Um Right as of right now, they haven't had any water up there, so their pond might be a little shallow right now. So, they're going to make an announcement later in the week as to whether or not that the um hunt is actually on, or I mean, uh, water race, water race is actually on. Mm -hmm. Um, I was told that I will be notified middle of the week, and if something changes, I will put out a special alert on the podcast so everybody listening that's planning on coming uh just stay tuned for later in the week if you hear from us again you know the water race has been canceled because ain't no water can't have a water race but um lots of great prizes for the kids this weekend jeff um hopefully all the kids can make it out there uh, and have a good show and have a good turnout Um, i'll be there jeff will be there Mm -hmm. we'll uh be a good time y'all come on out um so jeff i know you haven't been able to hunt a lot with your work schedule and being sick you were sick at one week there so um jared was nice enough to come on and help us out on that deal on the podcast um last week we had an uh, equipment issue which is my fault i'm sorry (laughs) bad david (laughs) It, it is what it is but it's all fixed now we're back um i've had josh out hunting briar a lot um, he's looked pretty decent most of the nights and the other nights he is not <laughs> looked like crap last night in the Plainview hunt we went up there last night um, first round I got to hunt with Tyler Jackson and Uncle Walter and Braden Davis and Timber um, their dogs looked good Briar got minus down pretty quick and I withdrew Uncle Walter put two coons, two coons on us up real quick so, kind of put me out. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, it's been rough hunting around here. Still dry, still hot. Um, you ain't done a lot of hunting. You're going to try to hit it hard this week, I think. Yep. I'm going to hunt a little bit. I may lay Briar up a bunch this week just to see, give him some rest. I've hunted him pretty hard. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. But, um, trying to think of anything else we need to get out there right off the bat you know anything nothing you're not very talkative so (laughs) well anyway we got a great interview this week mr wyatt wyatt severinson 
Severinson. I can't even say his last name. Severance. Wyatt Severance from <laughs> Richmond, Indiana, was nice enough to come on and sit down with us this week. So we're going to go ahead and get into that interview. Y'all stay tuned and enjoy. All right, fellas, tonight on the podcast, we have Mr. Wyatt Severinson. Uh, Wyatt, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're fantastic. Uh, weather's finally cooling off down here some, so that's always a blessing for us. Um, supposed to be having a little rain this week, so that's great, hopefully. Um, how's the hunting up there these days? It's it's pretty good up here. Uh, it's basically getting ready to do what, what you said it's getting ready to do around you. It's starting to cool off, I think next sunday it's supposed to get down to 37 degrees at night so holy crap that would be fantastic be, yeah it'll be perfect for running dogs so oh yeah i think uh our youth hunt state youth hunt is this weekend for ukc yeah um, i looked where the hunt is i think the low is 50 and uh, we're like really excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gonna be really nice for you guys yeah, you know, we've been turning loose at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, and it's still 81, 82 degrees with, you know, 60, 70% humidity. It's just horrible. Yeah, that could be that could be rough on a dog, but yeah. you got to get them out there when you can. Exactly. So let's get this started. Uh, just go on tell us and listeners a little bit about yourself. All righty. Uh, I'm Wyatt Severance. I'm uh, 27 years old. I, uh, I live in, or I used to live in hagerstown indiana i currently live in richmond but hagerstown's where i'm from uh i've got a wife and two little boys and just work kind of local here in richmond richmond indiana right that's about it for me (laughs) kind of the coon hunting capital of the nation right up there around that area between illinois indiana ohio right there so yeah kind of in between everything they they have all the mokes here every every year Right. Yeah, that's right in your backyard then, ain't it? Yeah, pretty much. How far are you from uh, uh, Greencastle? That's where they have the TOC, right? Uh, Greencastle, I think I'm about an hour to an hour and a half from there. It's not It's not real far. Wow. I live kind of, I kind of live close to the Ohio line near Cincinnati, but. I got you. Uh, Greencastle is about an hour and a half for me. I ain't, I ain't had the luxury to make the trip up there yet, but we sure trying down here to get them. I got two more wins to get this year. Hopefully, I can get enough dog power built up in him to get them two wins. He, ain't, he didn't look <laughs> yeah. good last night, but we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, that seems like seems like the TOC seems to be where the thing's at nowadays. Yeah, UKC stepped up on that deal. They they kind of showing everybody else up on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an affordable hunt that everybody can go to if you get your dogs qualified. Right, oh, it, yeah. it's perfect. So. uh can you tell us a little bit how you got started in coon hunting? Uh, I got I got started in coon hunting uh, from my dad and my uh, grandpa. They they both hunted hunted a lot. They my dad doesn't really hunt a whole lot anymore, but he tries to go with me whenever he can. And my dad pretty much just took me from when I was about two years old. He would pack me in and pretty much he'd throw me on like a backpack and take me take me to the trees and then when i was finally old enough to walk i'd start going with him a little bit but that's pretty much my start is kind of family kind of a family thing right yeah well my grandson my oldest grandson he's three or will be three in february and i'm I'm thinking about taking him but i don't know if i'm ready for that kind of (laughs) 
that kind of excitement in the woods just yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what I put up with. Exactly. Yeah, you got a nine-year-old, and it's rough enough. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about a three-year-old. But, yeah, you know, I actually took I took my boy last year. He he's two years old, and I was carrying the gun and leading the dog. And my dad ended up going with us, and they he ended up packing my son around for me. So that was kind of nice. But I don't know if I'd be able to pack a gun, carry him, and lead the dog. Right. Around. Yeah. Shoot. No, that's a handful there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. and other thing we got to deal with down here that y'all really don't have a lot of up there is snakes. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have any of that up here. And it, you know, it gets cold in the winter time, but it don't get quite cold enough to just make them go completely dormant. But you know, so so it's kind of iffy carrying a young kid around here. Yeah. I just yeah. I just don't know if I could bring myself to do it just yet. But he's coming yeah, up though. He, he's 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 about to the age now where I can turn him loose in the woods. So yeah, he's starting <laughs> to get pretty interested. <laughs> right. Uh. So. You started with your dad uh tell us what kind of hounds did he hunt uh and and what, where you kind of went with that well my uh my grandpa which would have been my dad's father-in-law he had some walker coon hounds and he uh he had a really good female her name was full to singing susie which that was before that was before my time but that's where his line kind of started and stuff and they hunted they hunted walker dogs for a really long time and then my grandpa he slowly started to get out of it and then uh passed away and my dad he he we kept some dogs around and stuff and then kind of got into the college years and stuff and wasn't really able to keep a dog where i was living because i moved out right out of my parents house and stuff but the first the first dogs we had were walker walker coon hounds and we we had we always my grandpa would always breed we'd always mess with pups and we pretty much had to had to raise raise pups and try to turn them into something and i think the first couple dogs i can remember were a dog named uh chopper and star and they were i can't remember exactly what kind of breeding they had but they they started really young and they were pretty nice dogs but we never we never competition hunted Right. We were just we were just pretty much pleasure hunters at that point and stuff and that's that's pretty much the first first dogs I can really remember that really stick out in my mind. Right. So how did you I know you're hunting English now, correct? Yeah, I'm hunting English dogs now. So how did you make the transition from Walker to English cuz you know Walkers are where it's at, you know, if you just look <laughs> yeah. around, just just saying, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of a funny story because i uh when i was in college and stuff i quit coon hunting for a couple of years because i just i was working full-time and then i was going to college full-time and there was like zero zero time for me to really do anything and uh we uh we w- i would always still go out to autumn Oaks every year because it's local and everything and me and my uh wife she was my fiance we were living together at the time and uh we went out to Autumn Oaks together and I was wanting to get a pup and I didn't really see anything out there that I liked because I was wanting to get a walker dog and there wasn't really anything that piqued my interest. And she, uh, she ended up getting a blue tick. She wasn't really having a, like she wasn't really going to buy a dog, but she ended up buying that. And, uh, 
I was all mad. I was like, I, I ain't going to hunt blue tick or anything like that. And she, uh, she ended up bringing her home or whatever. And we took her out to her parents a couple of times and we just let her run loose in her backyard. We had fenced in and about a month later after we got her, uh, I think she was like probably like four or five months old. She started training squirrels and stuff. And that was around October. And then, uh, took her out i took her out hunting when i was like heck i'll just take her since i don't have anything and i went with my uncle and we hunted some public land and she ended up split treeing ended up split treeing and had a coon and that's pretty much what i started hunting for a while and uh which she wasn't an english dog she's just a blue tick and right i uh i ended up started competition hunting her i'd never competition hunted before and i uh I ended up making her a night champion or whatever, but the way I got into English dogs was I was hunting against uh, a guy named Darren Ridge, and come to find out, his his daughter went to school with my sister, and he had he had a young English dog, and I didn't really I didn't really know him that well, but he that dog ended up looking pretty good that night, and that uh, the dog was that Uncle Cracker, he. Uh, he was like i think 10 months old at the time and he scored like i think 375 plus and he looked really good and uh then me and darren we became friends pretty much since that he's like you ought to try to get get one of these pups i'm gonna breed cracker this is after he got in the final four at the world hunt and i uh i told him i was like i don't know man i was like i kind of like this female i got now and he kept going on and on i need to get one and i ended up saying i'll i'll try it if you got a blue one and i ended up going and picking picking a pup out and that ended up being the female i'm hunting now which is that ant cracker dog and she uh she started training it like four months old she uh i took her i took her out with the blue tick female uh pearl and she ended up split treeing at a, at a really young age. And then I just pretty much started taking her to the woods by herself ever since. And that's kind of a long story, but no, no, that's perfect. That's, that's how I got started with the English dogs. Yeah. Jared Washburn, uh, he's one of the guys that recommended you. Um, oh yeah. He hunted with you up there at English days. And, and she said, he said that Ant cracker looked really good in his cast. So yeah. Yeah. I, talked to jared a little bit i think he i think he actually hunted against eric emery because i uh sent her i sent her down there with him and that that was the first time she'd ever been handled by somebody else but okay yeah that's yeah. right he did he did say eric was handling her so but yeah that was she i guess he said that she looked good that night but didn't look too great the next so right yeah we <laughs> yeah. We, we hunted every night. I guess we hunted Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night up there, Jeff. I hunted Thursday and Friday. And Remy hunted Saturday, Saturday night, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, in the youth hunt. But, uh, yeah, we I mean, we treat canes everywhere we was at up there, and the dogs looked decent, but they didn't look good enough to win every night like they should have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, both, well, the first, first night I went out, we had dead cast. Right. We saw a coon. But it was in uh, the trees that the dogs was on. Right. And second yeah. night, well, the guy won. He he made one one tree. And that's you know that's all it took because nothing else we 
everything else was either circle or being you know yeah so. yeah yeah then yeah i heard it was real dry down here that this year it was really dry yeah. and and you know this is my first time our first time up there and uh i was really surprised of how a lot like arkansas you know east arkansas it actually was you know with the the crops and all that and yeah but you know we walking out get off on the bean fields or corn fields and you know and you're in, in neck high deep grass and you know around here we don't walk in stuff like that you know because we know what's underneath that stuff up down here you know and up there i'm sitting there making a few steps and looking around trying to find try you know looking for that rattlesnake because i know he's down there somewhere you know but yeah that's that's how we hunt around here but um so so you're hunting ant cracker now uh how old is she now uh she just turned two in july okay so she's she's just that right age she should be clicking pretty good then yeah, she's, she's, uh, she just turned two in July. She's doing, I think she's doing really good. She just came in heat right after the world zones. We didn't do any, we didn't do any good up there this year. Right now it is, so. I guess it's just dry everywhere. Everybody's having trouble treeing. Yeah. yeah. Know, I mean, we looked at, I don't know. We looked at, I hunted with Tyler Jackson and uncle Walter last night, in my early round. Yeah. And you know, uncle Walter, he's coon dog. he, he put three up on us pretty quick and Shoot. that was all it took. And then late round, <laughs> yeah. I hunted with, uh, Charlie McPherson hunting that black dog deuce. I don't know if you oh, know yeah. him. And, uh, yep, I've heard of him. and we, we treated one coon, but you know, deuce done it in style like he's supposed to. And that's all it yeah. took at late round, but it was so dry. We walked in places last night where the water should have been waist deep and it was, it was nothing on the ground. So, right. you know, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I'm hoping this falls a little bit different when we get some rain, but it's yeah. up here. Up here, some fairly easy hunting because it's just so flat and stuff. Right, that's how it is down here too. But you know, we got y'all got the same thing: up briar thickets and everything else up here. Yeah. So I mean, it's just is what it is. It's just you got to take the good with the bad. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, so uh, if somebody was to come up to you and ask you know your advice on getting started coon hunting what advice would you give them uh the advice i'd give to somebody is probably uh i'd if i was a young person which i would i would just try to find seek out somebody that's good at hunting or that you know know that's had good dogs and is one with those dogs and uh you gotta another thing too is when you're just starting out i think a big thing to remember is just to stay patient and have a guy have a mentor or somebody that can tell you what kind of paths to take and stuff because if you're hunting a pup and it doesn't work out you're like oh i don't really don't really know how to go from here or something like that and i just i just think that you need to surround yourself with good people and have have a positive impact on you you just got to got to find out how to seek those people and i think you could probably go to a majority of the local local clubs around and you could find somebody there that has had has had good dogs and knows knows what you need to expect to have a good time to just go out there and treat coons right right um so you're you've been hunting for a while i'm I, you didn't say how old you was and i'm not going to ask it's kind of rude 
Did he? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I'm, I apologize. No, I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, I'm 27. I haven't hunted probably since I was two, but I probably just started competition hunting since I was since about four years ago. I got you. I got you. So you're kind of new to the sport, but but you've seen in the past four years what it's become. With yeah. the, with the, I mean, there's more money in coon hunting now than I ever thought imagined could there could be. And uh, so what what do you think about that? You know, way pro sports come on. I don't know if you've hit any of them hunts yet, which I haven't. I, I really can't afford them entries. But <laughs> but uh, what what do you think about that? No, I I think I think all the money and stuff is a good thing, and. I mean, I, I think that you can just go, I think that it's a really good thing that it's, that it's happened that way. Cause I mean, if you're hunting for money, it's a good thing. Cause I mean, it takes a, it takes a lot to even go to one nowadays, whether it's a $35 hunt or a $6,500 entry. I mean, I've never hunted in anything that high stakes or anything like that, but I, I think every, everything's moving in the right direction and people people are just trying to get more bang for their buck i mean any any kind of payout i think in a hunt helps and keeps right. people coming back and right. just like the just like the toc you, i mean you got to win five casts for the year you don't get anything up front but i mean if you make it in that top 96 or whatever that's a you just paid off all your entries for the year pretty much i mean right I mean, I think, I think everything's moving in the right direction. I don't, I don't know if it'll ever get too big to where walls start being implemented and everything else. And, but I think, I think that overall the money is going to help out a lot in the long term. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get more people involved too. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to get a lot more people involved, you know, and if they get in for just the money, maybe they'll stay for the hounds you know i hunt because i like to hunt my hounds yeah um don't get me wrong i'd like to win me a hundred thousand dollars but you know but I, I i do it for more of the sound of the hounds type deal but uh yeah you know maybe that they'll come for the money and stay for the dogs you know yeah that's true that i mean not i feel like 90 percent of people i mean you're gonna you're gonna spend more money than you make in this sport and i mean you'll you'll i think people will find out if you if you like it you'll you'll keep doing it and if you don't i mean i don't i don't think the money's ever going to pay out more than what you spend unless you have a person backing you or right. something like that and i yeah. mean i i do it because i love these dogs exactly and just want just want them to get the recognition it's not it's not about the sport isn't about all about the people. It's a lot of it. I mean, it wouldn't be anything if we didn't have the dogs. So right, exactly. I, I like that. Um, so, have you hit any pro classics with her or anything, or you just mainly hunt UKC uh, or do you do PKC too? No, I haven't hit any pro classics with her. I'd I'd like to start doing that this year. I mainly I last year. Uh, the first competition hunt that I ever, or first when she strung together was last year at Autumn Oaks. Uh, I entered in those slam hunts. They have it. I think they have them starting Tuesday and then go all the way through Thursday. Right. And we want, we want our cast every, every night, Tuesday through Thursday. And, uh, that was when she was around a year old. And then that Saturday, or actually I think it was Friday, uh, 
I hunted her in the registered because that only gave her three wins and she ended up getting 10th place there. And then I went and, uh, to a hunt over in Ohio the following weekend and night championed her. And then we just pretty much pleasure hunted all ye- all rest of the year until super stakes came around. And we went to, we went to the super stakes and, uh, doubled up the first night. And that was, that was nice. a pretty, that was a pretty nail biting, yeah. nail biting night. But I was, I wasn't really sure what to expect cause I'd never hunted in a big event big event or even really pkc except to get her a hundred dollars one right that was that was pretty shocking to me wow yeah double up you double up at super stakes you you done pretty good up there because i've never been but i know some folks that have and they say that's one of the hardest things to do is double up (laughs) especially on the first night so yeah that's that's why i was hunting i was hunting pretty hard during all during kill season and in the in the early spring and i was trying to go down i was wanting to go down there and make some noise because i the year before i didn't do any good but that was that was her and baby stakes and i don't really think she was ready to go down there but i at least wanted to try it see right. how she compared against her her age group right yeah but, but no it was it was a pretty the it was a pretty intense cast the first the first uh the early round she treed the only coon in the cast and that that's what won it and then the second round i didn't think i was going to have didn't think i was going to have luck in the late round because other dogs got treed early in the cast and she she went like 700 yards in the other direction and that was when we were standing in between all of them right and we walked to those dogs and scored their trees and I, they sent me on to go get her, leash her up, and they said they'd be in there. And I think we burned like 57 minutes by the time they all got in there to me to <laughs> score. And she had a coon, and she was—I think she was pretty worn out for being treed for about an hour. And uh, we got all dogs together and stuff, and cut them. And other talk, other two dogs blew out, and uh, she she looped around and uh was kind of trailing around kind of near us and stuff and she they were they were blown out and they couldn't hear him and stuff and she comes treed with like i think two minutes left and so i tree her and of course we got to wait the tree times right and we were only like 100 yards from her and we go in there and she's got a litter of uh kitten coons <laughs> and <laughs> the judge the judge said are you sure those are coons in there and uh the one boy said yeah i'll even pull one out to show you <laughs> he wow. showed him. but yeah, that was that's hard that to was, do ain't it 100 yards from your dog and gotta wait five minutes yeah, yeah i was like geez i was like <laughs> <laughs> but i mean as the hunt time expired we we could just walk we could just walk to her and stuff because the hunt was over but right it was it was pretty nerve wracking being that close and stuff. I was like, I was like, something bad's gonna happen, but fortunately, nothing did. Yeah, I'd, yeah. You catch that one bad break on a deal like that. Somebody turns their light on or something, and it, you know, <laughs> yeah. just one little thing. You know, and yeah, it's the nervous I've ever been is the last two minutes of a hunt in the dog street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty nerve wracking because the the dog in the lead he had a hundred and a hundred on a coon and she had 25 and a hundred on a coon so i was i was down on the score but 
she just looped around and treed those treed those with a few minutes left that's awesome that is awesome so uh what has been your biggest achievement in coon hunting uh i'd say probably my biggest achievement would probably be either probably doubling up a super stakes or uh I won national grand night of the English breed out here, autumn oaks this year too. I'd say that, that or, uh, doubling up at super stakes is probably, probably, probably the two. Yeah. That's yeah. a couple big deals there. Uh, yeah. Wow. Doubling up super stakes. I, I got a puppy coming up. He's super state. Uh, hopefully I can get him lined out, maybe get up there next year. Hopefully <laughs> if my patience holds out, uh, yeah, it's know. definitely a hunt worth going to. But uh, so let's get into a little bit of equipment that you use. We, you know, we like to. We started asking guys what kind of what they use. What so what kind of light track? I probably use a Garmin. Yeah, uh, I uh, I use a Garmin, but I ended up uh, trying out this. There's that Dogtra Pathfinder too, and it's a really good unit too. Uh, I I think I think they both or about even though in all honesty just right. the i think the dog tour probably has a little bit more maps but it's on a phone screen so yeah i was gonna say you can use your hard. phone on that deal so I'd, yeah that, that would be better for me anyway but I, I do like my garmin i got i just got the 100 but the new 300 to come out are pretty nice yeah my buddy actually got one of those and they are pretty nice but the, yeah i i like i like both of them i I probably have to give it to Garmin because they're, they're, I don't know. I'm more familiar with the Garmin, but I think the Pathfinder too just stacks right up there with, right up there with them. Right. I've heard a lot of good things about it and if something ever happens to my Garmin, and I don't, I may have to go with the dog trick because everybody I've talked to has got them, says they love them. So. Yep. They're nice. Well, I, um, had, I had the dog trip back when, it first, I guess back when it first come out. Yeah. And uh, uh, I liked it. I really did. The only problem I had was my phone using the Bluetooth constantly. It drained the battery. I, within an hour, I I had to have a phone charger. It wow. might have been just my phone, but then but then I did get another phone. I went to a, went from an iPhone to a, a like a Android powered phone. Yeah, you know I can never get the little hand the little receiver they keep here in pocket to link up to my phone so i had to go back to iphone just to yeah but i'm sure they've done come a long way so yeah since then everything's come a long way since then yeah (laughs) (laughs) so do you uh, what kind of light do you use uh i use the superior uh hellcat max i really i really like that i've i've used the bright eyes lights and I really like them, but for me, I just think the superiors last longer. Yeah. Uh, one, the the kid that's handling for me in the youth hunt this weekend, he's got one of those, and I really like that light. I really do. It's super yeah, bright, and walk light yeah, is amazing. Yeah, the walk light, I think it's probably the brightest brightest there is. Yeah. I, I use a, just the old Boss. I don't know, elite something or another. I can't remember. It's a, it's a nice light. It's got everything you need on it. It could be a little brighter, but I, I can live with it. Jeff hunts with a sunspot. Yep. And, uh, yeah, sunspot makes a good light, too. Yeah. Oh. So I, I'm, I'm letting the market for a new light here in the next 
couple months, I'm probably going to go with the Sunspotter, that Hellcat Max, because, you know, for the price, they're about the same price. I think the Hellcat's a little more, but I think it'd be worth the money to spend, you know, 20, 30 extra yeah. dollars on it. Yeah, and I know that Jamie and uh, Sammy Davis, I think they're the ones that own the Superior Light Company. I know they can pretty much, they can pretty much build a light anyway any way you want and i had then i had them put a uh violet uh violet light on one of the sides of mine instead of the amber and i really i really like that for Do shining trees cones look better at the purple or the violet or purple whatever color it is i mean i don't know that they look better but i'd say they're dead even with the red right i i, I like them just as well hmm I've never seen nobody around here has the purple light. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I I just try. I just recently tried it earlier this year, and I found quite a few coons with it. Wow, hmm. that's something to think about then. Yeah. Um, so you said you got Aunt Cracker when she was a pup. What was you looking for when you picked her out? What was what was you looking for? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I just I had I had good luck with uh that blue tick female and i was just like well i was like i told darren i said if you got any blue tick females or any blue blue females i'd probably probably take that and luckily there was one in the litter and uh she was picked out and i, I didn't i never actually got to look at her before picking her out it was just from a picture and when right. i picked her up when i picked her up darren was like if i if i would keep a female she would have been the one he's like in my opinion she's probably the pick of the litter she i mean there's there's several in her litter that have done really good and stuff but i i don't really know exactly what i look for in her but i mean i think i think as far as picking out pups i think just try to pick out the one that might look a little bit different than the others in the litter and right. maybe i don't know just that it does different does different stuff than the whole whole rest of the litter just something that kind of thinks for itself and doesn't doesn't just go along with the others right yeah I, I, i've never i've never had luck picking my own pup i really haven't uh yeah every every good dog that i've had somebody kind of just said here this pup is yours <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's not one of those deals where you had to go study them and said this is the one right here this is the one you're taking so i've had pretty good luck at that and yeah, I get. I guess if I don't know, I guess if I if I ever really pick out a pup, I usually have my wife. She's the one that picks them picks them out most of the time. Or is like, <laughs> I like the looks of this one, and it usually ends up working out working out decent, at least for the past two on two of them. It has. <laughs> well, so we keep them around for a reason, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I've never had luck picking up my own pup, so I I like to ask yeah. that question to get everybody's opinion on that because yeah, like, I don't know if there's really a science to it, but right. So, so uh, Jeff, don't know where he's at right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was your most what was your most memorable hunt? being competition or pleasure hunting um for competition i would say it would probably be the super stakes uh last year just because of just because of how it went it was pretty nail biting and 
kind of last minute or uh automotes not this year but last year that one that one was pretty crazy too because she she went like i think 700 yards within maybe like a five minute we had like 12 minutes to hunt but with five minutes left she was treating by the time we walked to her the judge found the coon and that ended up what won her cast but she got like 10 she got like 10th place registered that year and that right. was a pretty exciting win just because how young she was she was just a year old and but yeah. for pleasure hunting probably uh probably taking my son last year that was that was pretty memorable adult she treated coon about 150 yards and it was an easy walk and got to let him experience that and i'd say that was probably my most memorable hunt nice it's always great to take kids jeff takes his daughter all the time uh my youngest child is 20 now and he's in college he don't get to go with me i got a a nephew and a friend of the family that goes with me all the time and and and, and it's great to get the kids out there you know you got to have the kids involved or we're not going to last much longer yeah yeah it's like like if we don't have another generation of them they're they're it's definitely not going to be around it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how much money is dumped into it if there's no use right and i feel like i don't know i feel like if that's one thing if the sport's growing as fast as it can i think there needs to be i think the purses for the youth and stuff are pretty high and stuff but i think that's one area that every single registry can improve on is adding more to the pot for the youth you know, we've got a our UKC youth hunts coming up this weekend, um, and they've got some great prizes in that thing. I mean, stuff that I'd yeah. kill to win for <laughs> some of these prizes <laughs> yeah. they got. Yeah. You know, they give away lights every year and collars and leashes and squalors and all that. Um, Lagle Creek Blinds and Kennels down here just south of us has donated a, a single bay kennel, which is like, he builds great kennels. Um, and yeah, that's dog boxes and you know stuff. Everybody, every coon hunter is going to need. So it's it's a good deal. So yeah, and I'm I'm guilty of it as anybody. I could definitely help out help out more than what I do. But I I definitely think that's one area that everybody needs to improve on as far as the youth program. Because like I don't know, like PKC, there's they don't even have it seems like they're having the kids judge. And I remember a few years ago, they, they had already picked out judges for the PKC youth world or youth nationals. They seems they kind of done away with that. And I don't know. I, I feel like if there's anything that everybody can improve on is probably the youth programs in every single registry. Right. Yeah. I think it, like instead of having the youth handle, I think they should have non hunting judges. I mean, you judge, you know, uh, non-hunting yeah. judges, the guys out there that's been around long enough that they can kind of coach these kids a little bit. I mean, not, not, you know, coach them in handling, but coach them in kind of like, well, you shouldn't have done that because of this, you know, yep. and kind of help them learn the rules. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of these kids probably handle better than me. Which is <laughs> absolutely no doubt. But, but some of them are, are, you know, their first time to handle in a hunt, you know, they're nervous and yep. we had a, my niece in a hunt last night was her first time to ever handling a hunt. She made a couple bad calls and I was judging and I kind of stopped and explained to her, you know, this is why you shouldn't do that. Yep. And this is why you're taking minus. And, 
you know, the rest of the cast was great. They they kind of just helped her along too, you know, and that's the way it should be. Yep. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it helps with a with a non hunting judge and kind of explaining to these kids because I mean, just think just think of how many hunts that we've all been on where we don't even know we don't even know what the rule is or you try to try to go back and figure it out i mean these these are these are kids i mean they're just they're just getting their start right and that that's what i tell these kids that i take hunt with me said the first thing if you want a competition hunt if you want a ukc hunt turn that card over read the back of that card yep or you want to hunt pkc for money read that blue book because i can guarantee you there's somebody out there going to use every one of them rules against you if you don't know what they are that's that's a fact you know and so I kind of hammer it in their head to learn the rules. You know, you got to learn your dog, but you got to learn the rules at the same time if you want to, you know, play in this game. So yeah, I think going to hunts too, just put putting a kid in a hunt every once in a while is good for him. Oh yeah, because it, yeah. you know, it just gives them different experience, and you're gonna you're gonna have there's gonna be a different outcome every time and different rules. Right being put to use in different situations so right. more and they more they can go the more more they're going to learn too and i tell them i said look kids you're going to learn lose a lot more than you win so you need to learn how to lose with, yep. with you know that that with and and with sportsman like you know what i'm saying don't don't get upset when you get beat just i mean take your lumps and go on it's a learning experience is what you got to take from it oh yeah Yep, and sometimes sometimes when you lose, it's totally out of your control. It's yeah. Maybe your dog messes up, or maybe I mean, even if you make a bad call, it's just I mean, you got to take the take the lumps as you go. That's right, and you know, and and dogs are dogs can be idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> dogs are dogs; they're gonna do what they want to do, and if they don't want to treat a coon yeah. that night, guess what? They ain't gonna treat no coon. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Wyatt, man, I appreciate you coming on uh, before we jump yep, off here. I appreciate here. you guys having me. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, anybody you want to mention or thank before we get off here? Uh, I'd like to I'd like to thank my wife. and uh, She helps she helps me out a lot, and she's real supportive of me doing this. And uh, just like to thank my parents and my in-laws for watching the boys on the weekends when my wife's working and I'm wanting to go to a coon hunt. Right. <laughs> uh, I got a couple buddies i want to thank uh i want to thank uh darren ridge he he's the one that set me up with this pup and i think he's got a pretty good stud dog and i think a lot of people need to start checking him out right get some pups from get some pups going more pups going from him he's he don't have very many pups on the ground right now but i think he's i think he's throwing the right kind and and uh i'd like to thank landon bowling and uh, my buddy Scott Jordan and Kane Foltz and all the other guys I hunt with and just being good friends and stuff and uh, that's that's pretty much all I got to thank. I know I'm probably forgetting somebody, but oh yeah, everybody does. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. They know, they know who they are. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll probably get hell about it. <laughs> uh, it'll be all right. We'll take up for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, we'll see you at English Days next year. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can make it. Usually, usually my boy, uh, his birthday falls on that weekend, but I may may decide to take him out there for his birthday. Next right. year. Hey, there you go. That's the best birthday <laughs> present you can get, right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, White man, yeah. I sure appreciate you coming on here, and uh, 
we're gonna jump off here and it's getting dark so think about going hunting yep same here i appreciate it guys all right yes sir thank you white thank you thank you all right bye-bye bye Man, that was a great interview. I'm really happy he sat down and had a phone call with us. Like, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Wyatt was a good yeah, interview. Yeah, um, wish him the best of luck with Aunt Cracker. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jared hunted with her up there at English Day, said she was a nice little hound. Um, and something else he mentioned there, um, that Uncle Cracker dog of Darren Ridges, if, if, if you get a chance to need a stud dog, don't overlook him. Um, there's a bunch of them out there. Oh, yeah. Do your homework. Uh, but definitely thanks for White for coming on. A lot of good information there from him. Um, Jeff, I don't know what much else we got to talk about. Uh, you know, Arkansas State Youth Hunt coming up. That's what yeah. we're getting ready for. Um, definitely want to wish you all these kids coming up next week. Good luck. Uh, remember, it's all about the kids, guys. Yep. It's all about the kids. Um, lots of great prizes. Uh, definitely want to thank. I don't even know who all to thank right now. Uh, next week's podcast, I'll have a list of everybody we need to show our appreciation to um, for getting out there and sponsoring these kids and helping them out with all these great prizes and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Welcome back, Jeff. Thank you. I'm glad you're back, buddy. I'm trying. You're trying? Yeah. Well, it's getting dark. Yeah. Uh, I think we might maybe try to go turn it all this night. I'm not sure yet. Um, but Jeff, you ain't got nothing else. Nope. Y'all remember, take a kid hunting, take somebody new hunting, take a girl hunting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never going to let that one go. Uh, y'all take somebody that ain't been in a long time. Take an old man that used to coon hunt. Just sit out there and just listen to the dog and listen to the stories. You'll learn something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, you ain't got nothing else? No, nope, I ain't got nothing else either. I guess we going hunting, y'all. See y'all.